for joining us again. Uh, another episode. Maddie, you're back on in on deck this week. It's been too Good long. To have you back on. Thanks for having me. This week's episode, a late seventies action. I think you'd say a classic. 1979's The Warriors. But before we get to that, we'll do a quick whip round. As far as what we've been watching, I have only one thing. I watched the last episode of the of Seduction, which is the mm-hmm. documentary on Stan about Nexium. Yep. Look, we talked about it last episode, Jared, about just how nasty a lot of that stuff was, the whole branding um, situation. It kind of builds to the comeuppance, if you know what I mean. Look, all round, it's just it's difficult to watch. It was very, very um, uh, scary sort of stuff. But I think I kind of said to you, Jared, I just don't see what anyone sees in this bloke. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, he was fucking five foot of just mediocrity. <laughs> well, it's the truth. Like just, you look at him, you just think, what did he have on these people? But you could see in those videos, he just talks people into circles. Yeah. I mean, you can see him at one point. You see him when he's talking to Alison Mack for one of the first times. And it's not a bad segue because I watched a couple more episodes of The Vow. I've nearly finished that yeah. before I move on to, to seduction as well. But, yeah, there's, there's videos of him talking to her for the first time. And, and by the time she he finishes, she's just, like, looking at him. But instead of going, what, what are you talking about? She's just kind of entranced. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, I would like to think if someone like that talked talked to me, I'd just say to him, look, mate, I, I don't have the brain capacity to fucking follow you. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I'm something probably... like that. Like, it just, but, but these people were looking, like, he just, he just babbled nonsense to her about art, and she just fucking took it, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. I understand what it ended up being is they had collateral, they called it. Uh, sex tapes and... It took a while to get there, though, for some people. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they stayed and went through the programs and paid and everything, and the whole the whole time he was running the scheme until they were in a place where they were basically <laughs> fucked, you know? That's what I said to you, mate. We're fucking running out of dough. I, yeah, I couldn't, I I couldn't keep up. She did 2000 bucks a pop. Yeah, I'd say, I'd love to come back for another session. Oh, it's two grand. Oh, shit. Okay, um, I might have to leave it here for now. Oh, you got like now. a $200 version? <laughs> Short, sharp. You know, you tell me I'm an asshole, you paddle my ass, and you send me home. <laughs> There's one bit in this introduction that I found highly amusing, and it was... It was one of the earlier episodes, but it was um, Catherine Oxenberg's mother. Yeah. And she's like, I went along to one of these sessions. You know, I was sort of asked to go along and da 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 And she goes, it was that Nancy Solzman was doing it. Yeah, yeah. And she's just like, everyone in the room's nodding their head and saying, this, this woman's just a genius. And I was like, She's a bloody idiot. <laughs> so, yep, you hit the nail on the head. Yep. Like, I never went back. Yeah. Good but call the, there. It was pretty scary stuff. Yeah, well, the scary thing is the scale of it, that that many people get involved and essentially hand over all their dosh to, to stay in this program. Yeah. And you said something about how you heard that 
things are looked at, people are looked at in a different light in the vow as opposed to in seduction. Yeah. And that could be a nice counterpoint to be able to watch both of them. Yeah, well, the couple of people that help get India Oxenberg out, like one of them uh, Sarah Edmondson and the other one is Mark Vicente or whatever. Yeah. Whereas, and they kind of start the vow at the point that those guys left. They sort of talk about their journey going through it and how Vicente kind of recruited Edmondson and then she turned into a huge recruiter for the program as well and opened their own bloody site. But then apparently, and you would probably know better than this, in in Seduction, because it's coming from the other angle, they actually kind of go into a, a few of their warts a little more and how many people they actually did recruit and how sort of... Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't they, show them in as, as a positive a light, I suppose. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not the it's not the worst light, but it certainly Vicente's name is mentioned repeatedly in the early going. Yeah, being someone who was important, I guess yeah. in the in the scheme of it. It's classic doco stuff, you know, because the vow comes from his angle and, and Sarah Edmondson's angle. They they come across as very apologetic. We were hoodwinked. Yeah, talking about how they were hoodwinked. And Mark Vicente even says things now, like, you know, I still think some of the stuff that he was saying was genius. No. But what he was doing to people was not. The guy was a fucking bullshit artist, mate. Yeah. From a long line of bullshit artists. And the fact that it was a cult built on a pyramid scheme (laughs) and he pulled this kind of shit in the past... I think, you as know, we said, the other, I think there was a bit of everything. There was pyramids, Ponzi's, all sorts of shit was going on. <laughs> the guy had one of those fucking, um, you know, skim, skim two cents off each dollar scams that, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street had going. Yeah, <laughs> he'd, he'd go out and sell a couple of bridges at lunchtime. Like, he just <laughs> had everything going. Yeah, it's, and look, coming back to what we said previously in other episodes, you sort of you get frustrated initially because you're like, how do these people get caught up in this? People with money and privilege and, and you would think a little bit more sense. But the fact is that's not really the case. Like, you know, they're looking to belong. They want something in their lives. Mm. And along comes fucking bullshit McGee. Tells <laughs> 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 you, buddy, you know, the sky is falling or fucking we, we're going to run this, you know, we're going to have this utopia. And they go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the monorail guy from The Simpsons. Exactly. Look, the only other the only other thing I, I've I've watched is I um have pretty much smashed through the all the extras on the first six Friday the thirteenth Blu-rays. Yep. I'm not going to go into it because I think we will go into this deeply on a podcast of our own with um hopefully with Brandon in tow. But some of it I'd seen previously on the from Crystal Lake to Manhattan DVDs, mm-hmm. and then some of it was fresh. Yep. Some of it was good, like there was some interesting stuff on there. Some of it was a little bit kind of like, eh, we've seen all this before. So, but there's plenty of it, which I think is a good thing, and I think it sort of showcases the fact that, you know, this is kind of the ultimate box you'll get. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, agreed. I'd seen a couple of them too, and a few of them were, you know, of scant sort of interest. But as you said, I think they were going for the approach of let's put everything we can get our hands on into it, and so you don't have to you don't have to buy it again. 
Until five years down the track when they fucking dust it off and <laughs> add another couple of features and we'll, we'll drop another 400 at them. Mm. Yeah, when when some other prick gives us a commentary, <laughs> just <laughs> something to do. Yeah. I don't want to upset you, Adam, but um, I've never seen a Friday the 13th. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is becoming a fucking regular thief. <laughs> I know of it. I haven't seen fucking Lethal Weapon. I hadn't seen Halloween. I hadn't seen Die Hard. Fuck, what have you been doing? <laughs> well, luckily for you, Maddie, if you pick yourself up a laser Blu-ray player, we can, we can remedy that very quickly. It is on. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself a laser, mate. 25 bucks. <laughs> Best twenty five bucks you'll spend. Yeah, I've got to. I've got to spend less time watching Paw Patrol and more. More. T- yeah. <laughs> All right. So you haven't seen the Friday the Thirteenth series. You haven't seen fucking Halloween. <laughs> you haven't seen any of the classics. Let's just find out what have you seen. And if you mention some fucking shit about <laughs> about bloody women, old women dating young men or some shit like that. <laughs> I am going to be extremely upset. <laughs> um, no, no, no dating reality shows uh, this time around. I got it's a pretty pretty thin list, but I went back to Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I hadn't seen oh, yeah. that. I saw I saw like it had been like ten or fifteen years or something since it had been made. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was a good rewatch. What's his name? Is that Michael Sarah? He's so yeah. funny. It's so good. It's got some weird that- weird vibe about it. Oh it's yeah, where he's, is that um, Edgar Wright? Film? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Really? No, I, I've got it on really? Blu-ray and I haven't watched it. Worth a look. Yeah, I've got to check it out. It's really I'll dig, good. Fun. I'll dig it out of the cupboard and check it's it. It's really good fun. It, it's yeah, he's, he's got a girlfriend and he's got to defeat the seven X's. So it's like mm. it's really good fun. I like it. I watched uh, the the Queen's Gambit with with um, with my wife. That was that was actually I heard really that was good. Very good. Yeah, 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 it's um, it's quality. Who would have thought the chess, the, the world of chess, would have so much <laughs> so intrigue? Riveting. Yeah, exactly. So I, I sort of watching checkers, of course. Of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a show about like checkers would probably be a little more invigorating. <laughs> yeah, short, sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I started Moonbase Eight, which is like a. Space comedy show. It's the John C. Riley and Tim Heidecker, and it's got like Travis Kelsey, who's like a like the Gronk equivalent, I guess, from the if it is probably a name that you guys would be familiar with. But he's it was, he just like starred in, in one episode. It's on stand, isn't it? It's yeah. on stand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's pretty yeah. good. It's okay. It's not no not nothing too special, nothing new. But I really like those guys. John C. Riley's yeah. working the camera. He's really good. Yeah, he can do anything. Yeah, um, yeah. I love him. Yeah, the um, I watched that doco, My Octopus Teacher. Mm. Oh yeah, heard of it, but I hadn't. I've got no idea what it's all about. It's uh, basically a guy befriends an octopus. He goes, he does like deep water diving, mm. and he becomes friends with the octopus. If and you it- told me that was like a, if that was a premise for like a horror movie type setup, <laughs> I would have thought it was much better. But doco, like- not interested. <laughs> There's like yeah. they create some suspense. There's like it's yeah. getting hunted by sharks and 
And he yeah, creates much he, better horror movie pitch. Here, <laughs> he creates a movie in there. If it was my um, giant octopus teacher, I'd be more on board. <laughs> it's I'm just it's off brand, but it's not bad. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. <laughs> the um, it's just he gets so attached to the thing. It's it's incredible. Hmm. But um, that was worth a look. And then um, and just the elections. <laughs> it's been been that's been my horror show. For <laughs> no, no shame in that. It's a sign of the times. I watched hours of the US election. Yeah. I didn't watch the State of Origin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forgot it was on. I didn't even forget. I was just like, nah, not interested. US elections? <laughs> fucking oath. Get me on that. <laughs> not to talk too much about sport, but quite frankly, having a State of Origin at this time of year doesn't work. It's fair enough. Because I forgot that it was on as well. <laughs> the, the passion for it's definitely lost interest. Mm. Oh yeah, I, I lost interest back in the nineties. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watched. I, um, I think I, I burnt myself out because I'd watched one, one or two games all year. Finals came around. I watched three or four games then, and I was, I was footied out. It was enough. <laughs> yeah, that was enough. You got a quota. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just similar to the quota you've got of um, class, classic films that you watch every year. <laughs> All right, all right. Yeah. I've watched one polite. to two. It's been a while. One to two classics. I'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. I've told you. I'm just gonna stick to Highlander repetitively. Yeah, yeah. Fair call. Fair call. Yeah. So that's everything, Maddie. Uh yeah. That's my list. That's my list. Just to sort of re readjust what I said before, I I bagged you. I I laid the slipper into you about shows about yeah you know, old ladies dating younger men. <laughs> Uh, Here we go. It's coming I'm out. I'm to come clean and say I watched some Hoarders recently. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually also be ashamed of myself. Yeah. This is what's great about this, you know, getting together with you, blokes. It's kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous for people to watch shit, shit TV shows. And- <laughs> I'm coming clean. You watch that. Well, you know, I've got something to admit to that I'm Dirty not proud secret. of. <laughs> Yeah, my yeah. name's Adam. I watch shit. <laughs> Man, those hoarders! Those hoarders are, are hilarious. Some of them, what they get oh, up to. Oh yeah, there was one in particular that was absolutely. I'm not joking. It's the guy that stored I his own urine. Reaching during yeah, it the, must have been yeah, because it had like she had cats everywhere and they were just shitting all over the place and the whole joint was just oh. Fuck. Isn't it? It's funny when they like find an animal that it's got lost. Yeah, under well, the they found fifteen. <laughs> Oh, I feel ill just thinking about it. God, oh. here I am trying okay. to get the rat out of my my uh, my, my roof, and uh, this guy's like collecting them. Yeah. Well, so yeah, just put a, you the just best put a stack of newspapers up there, and it'll fall over. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to kill a um, get rid of a vermin problem is to just basically hoard upstairs until you crush them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll get oh, off man. get off you. Jared, what did you go for? Yeah, very limited for me. Um, obviously, I jumped on a couple of the Friday features as well. For some reason, I kicked off Halloween Town on Disney. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but I turned it on and I ended up, you know, finishing numbers one and two and thinking, why am I still watching this? Um, <laughs> but the, the one that took most of my time is I got through... I finished the first season of Warrior, um, which is I highly recommend. I'm absolutely loving it at the moment. 
the martial arts action is really, really good stuff. Is it on Netflix? No, it's on uh, Foxtel for us. Um, but the second season is just being screened. I'm pretty sure it's finished quite some time ago yeah. in the States, but the second second season is sort of dropping. I think it's about halfway through, and I've just got to the start of that. But, yeah, very, very happy with it. Joe Taslam got to show off some, uh, some more of his form um, towards the end of season one, which was good to see. So, yeah, really, uh, I would recommend checking that one out if you've got any interest in that sort of stuff. And that was uh, that was everything for me. All right. Okay, well, let's take a break. Here's the trailer to 1979's The Warriors. These are the armies of the night. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? The Furies. The Boppers. The Hi-Hats. The Lizzies. The Turnbull Aces. The Gramercy Riffs. Riffs! And these are the Warriors. We know about the Warriors. They're a heavy outfit. They're from Coney Island. Warriors? You guys are the big dudes, huh? Now, they're in the Bronx. We're going back. 27 miles behind enemy lines. It's the only choice we got. Between them and safety stand 20,000 cops. And 100,000 sworn enemies. I want them all. I want all the warriors. They've got one way out. They've got one chance. They've got one night. The Warriors. The Warriors from 1979, directed by Walter Hill, who directed 48 Hours. It's produced by Walter Hill and Lawrence Gordon, who produced Predator. And Joel Silver is actually listed as an associate producer. It's written by Walter Hill and David Shaber, who wrote Nighthawks, and it's based on the novel by Sol Urich. It stars Michael Beck as Swan, James Raymar as Ajax, Dorsey Wright as Cleon, and David Patrick Kelly as Luther. The budget was $4 million. The box office was $22.5 million worldwide. Robert De Niro was asked to play Cowboy but passed on it. <laughs> and the film trucks were protected by a real gang called the Mongrels for $500 a day. Bargain. <laughs> yes. Similar to when you hire the Hells Angels to um, run security at your open-air gig like the Stones did. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's always going to work out well. Jared, this is your this was your pick. What's your take on the Warriors, mate? Well, I've got to give Maddie some credit too. He wanted to he wanted to check it out, but it certainly is uh, one of my favourites. I am probably going to be a little bit too glowing on this one because I do like it a lot. I went through this phase. I didn't see it till I was about eighteen, I reckon, 
maybe a bit younger, but I saw it saw it pretty late, but just went through this phase where I just absolutely loved it, watched it quite regularly. Um, obviously, the game came out too, which was, I mean, it's one of my favourite video games ever, on top of being one of my, one of my favourite films. Um, I've read the book. So, I've, yeah, I'm pretty pretty well-versed in this one. I just love it. It's just such a simple premise, but a good one, and the design of the characters is pretty incredible throughout. You know, you look at it these days, and there's there's issues with, you know, some fairly sort of some dialogue that doesn't quite cut it in parts, but then other parts of it are just iconic. Some A couple of lines here and there are just iconic, and I'll go, go a bit deeper into it, but I'm going to go for a four. Four solid, Maddie. Your thoughts? You introduced me to it, Jad. But um, yeah, I think in terms of such a simple premise, but um, it's very creative in the way it keeps you engaged with uh, with all the different gangs and and just get <laughs> them getting picked off one by one. I really enjoy it. I've I've got no problems giving it a four either. Yeah, I will. Um, I will join you on four. Simple, effective, um, the action scenes are okay. Look, it's not what you'd call super kinetic, but the way that they kind of bring that world to life, all the gangs, it, you know what? Reminds me very much of a lot of those um, computer games that were going around in the you know, 80s and 90s, like your final fights and your, mm, you yeah. know, those sorts of things, where you're kind of working through, uh, working through a group up to yep. a sort of a boss man, and they're all different. And it's kind of almost like set that template a little bit to how that sort of stuff came about. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, it's very much a classic. Um, mm. I'm with you, Jared. There's a couple of – there's a little bit of dialogue that's – I mean, you know, think about time frame and, and when it ha- when it was made. I can kind of see where it was in there, but it, it doesn't really add a lot. But other than that, it's a real strong, strong yeah. film. Yeah, it hits up some themes like the uh, just like kids with too much time on their hands and mm. how they can just fall into these traps and there's some class stuff in there. So it's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. And just like the book is fills the, in the gaps. The book is heavy on like the book is very very different, but that's what it's all about mm. essentially. But yeah, it's kind of like the, the movie takes that, just sprinkles a tiny bit of it in there, mm. but then just throws out this this. Stuff that just looks great, <laughs> like all the designs of the gang. It makes it all simple too, like you know who's who. Yeah. It kind of defines the people and you kind of look at them and you kind of get a sense of how they're going to fight, mm. what they're going to do. Like, yeah, it's really cool. The, the world-building stuff is is awesome. And I think that's why the video game was partly, like part of the reason why that was so damn good is because they took all of that and stretched it out and essentially made a prequel and all these side stories and all this sort of stuff. Mm. So, mm. yeah, it's a pretty uh, pretty impressive bit of work. Yeah, especially for its budget and its age. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a long, long time ago now. Um, and, yeah, four million bucks even back then, <clears throat> I wouldn't have called it highly, highly budgeted. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty well done under those circumstances. I've got a strange, strange question for you to kick it off, though, Adam. If they can yeah. do that, if they can, if they can show that much of New York for four million dollars, why the fuck couldn't we get Jason in there for more than ten minutes? <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. That's a fair question. How how can you? How can we have? And they yeah, they seem to um have had a pretty good run of New York there. 
Yeah. You know, like mm. there's quite a bit of open space stuff where they're in, they're out there. What the fuck was going on? <laughs> yeah, I wish I knew. I wish I knew New York at all, so I could like understand what what was actually going, where they were going, and yeah, and what yeah. was coming up, what they had to get through. And I think they, I think they do. Um, I think they do a little bit of like reusing stations and things like that. Um, but even then, it's not it's not super noticeable. It seems like they they are working their way through. So yeah, yeah. Ten years later, there was probably a bigger populace, and you just couldn't. And was wasn't Jason Takes Manhattan? Their key stuff was in like Times Square and stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, shit. Surely you can jump on a subway station for something with Jason. Like, yeah. get Jason on a subway platform doing something there. It's a little bit cheaper. You can you can work with that, can't you? Yeah, agreed. Not a lot of not a lot of effort put in by the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. No. Kicking off with the likes, just a plot. It's simple. A street gang. Needs to make its way across the city, avoiding repercussions from from the rest of the gangs on the street. Yeah. It's real simple, you know. You don't you don't get any more simple than that mm. as far as plot devices go. It's great because it's all the temptations along the way that can screw it up if you're trying yeah. to survive. And they kind of throw a fair bit of that in, which I really like. Plus, you throw in the cops. Mm. The cops are on their hammer too. Yep. You know, so there's this kind of like, there's a lot of forces after them and you're trying to kind of make your way across town. So I really think that, I mean, it's a simple premise, but it works really, really effectively. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the the kicker is that I don't know the guys are after them for a reason. Yeah. They're just like, we're on their turf. Later in the piece, they get the sense of why people are after them. Mm. But prior to that, it adds this kind of hubris to their behaviour. Sometimes, instead of just saying "fuck," we're, we're in some shit here, and we've got to we've got to act <laughs> differently. They just say, "No, we're not going to drop colours and all that sort of shit." Like yeah. they just they just continue yeah. on with it, which which kind of works yeah. out pretty well. Yeah, you know, one of my favourite <laughs> pieces of the whole film is the use of the DJ. Yeah, great to kind of spread the word that the warriors have you know, done something. Mm. And and we're out after them and all that sort of stuff. They use the DJ about three or four times. Yep. To almost like kind of set the scene and and put the put the you know the the spotlight on them and say, well, you know, there's a target on your back. Yeah, um, yeah. You couldn't do I that anymore, it's, could it's, you? Yeah, it's a really effective way of doing it. Yeah, no. I put the message out on radio. No one heard it because we we're all listening to podcasts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but that the, the very first would one would have to be spammed. Yeah, yeah, it'd have to it'd have to go out on Facebook, Instagram. You'd have to send out an automated text, like. create a TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the, the, TikTok uh, the opening one where where nowhere to run. She cranks nowhere to run, yeah. and over the top of it, you get all the groups rolling out and yeah, kind of yeah. looking, you know, looking like they're ready that. to go. That was a great scene. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. I also kind of love the opening credit credits about yeah, how we yeah. get, the conversation we that's going us, on. We get the conversation mm. going on, but we also get a little bit of the city. We see the Wonder Wheel and we see the, the train platform and everything. Mm. And then we're introduced to the Warriors and we get a sense of what's going on with, you know, Cyrus and the truce and all that sort of stuff. You love you love a panorama shot, Adam. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. 
and they use it very effectively here. Yeah, absolutely. Like again, you know, thinking about budgetary restraints and constraints and, and the stuff you had to work with back then, they they do a lot of really nice sh- shooting in that particular period. Mm. We might have a street gangs in that period. They establish all the status in that conversation as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They they work out, you know, who's who's in charge. You you finish that conversation, you understand they're going to the meeting. You understand that there's other gangs and you get this sense of the world, as you said, you know, the different gangs and how they look. You know who's who in the Warriors. You don't really know their names, but you know you get a sense of who's the boss. You also get a sense of the personalities. Like you get a little little bits and pieces that, okay, Ajax's a little bit fiery. He's a hornback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it sets it all out really quickly. Uh, as you said, Adam, chopping in some of the city, some of the setting, some of the other yeah. gangs, like just really good stuff. Yeah, Ajax is a sex pest. He goes out in the right way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah, he does go out the right way. That's true. But he is like, if I'm running the Warriors, I'm, I'm calling meetings. Like we're we're we're, we're cutting this bloke out. Yeah. <laughs> we're all changing to another gang. We're gonna we're gonna get another set of vests. And we're gonna be called something else. And he's not allowed to have a call to Oh man! Did you also notice yeah. uh, when he when he gets beaten down by the cop? It's it's the bus boy from Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> I didn't notice that, Jared. Sore point. Yeah. I was going to say. You know, I was asking Adam because I, obviously you missed it. <laughs> oh man. The great thing about that is it segues into that whole sequence of Cyrus getting everyone together. Yep. And the whole thing where he's talking about, you know, 60,000 people, there's 20,000 police. Yeah, we could run the place, basically. Yeah. And the whole can you dig it sort of (laughs) mantra that he keeps sort of putting out. Uh, It's really, really, it's really good stuff. Yeah. The Karasama, Adam, the, the charisma <laughs> of the bloke just wins everyone over. But it's, 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 it's treads the line, it treads this line between super cheesy and ludicrous, while also you see why they why they're kind of wrapped up in the guy yeah, when yeah, he starts yeah. yelling out the "Can you dig it?" You're there going, "Yeah, the I third, can dig it." The third "Can you dig it?" had me up out of my seat. <laughs> can you <laughs> dig it? Yes, I can dig it. <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, Apparently that was because all the you paid two grand for a session. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll sign up for five. <laughs> Apparently, like that, all, all the uh, all the extras there were actual gang members. Apparently, they were loving they didn't have it. Money. And they, they they were loving it. Apparently, they were right on board. Were they? Yeah. Fucking hell, Walter Hill. Come on, mate. <laughs> I'll hate you this, mate. You've got bloody gang members in there. Yep. Seeing all the uh, seeing all the, the gang members mixed up in that scene too, obviously ends up as one of the great sort of movie posters that that sort of drawn poster of the warriors. Mm. Yes, where they're all sort of standing next to each other, and then you've got the other gangs in the background. Also ripped off by the greatest wrestling video cover in history, Royal Rumble '91. Uh, so it's got a lasting legacy there. Ultimate Warrior would have fit in very easily into easily. this world. It would, have been, it would have had a cracking gang. 
<laughs> Could you imagine him um, taking the mic off Cyrus and talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, talking about something about taking the plane down. I'm going to take your plane down, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, uh, yeah, this guy's lost us. <laughs> We're going back to Coney. <laughs> Yeah. What's what's the name of his gang? <laughs> so we can avoid them. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, the other good thing about that sequence is that we get Cyrus's death at the hands of um, David Patrick Kelly. But I love that shot of the gun trading hands. Yeah. Down the line. Yeah, that was mm. cool. Until it gets to David Patrick Kelly, it's fucking awesome. It's a really really great shot. Yep. Mm. And David Patrick Kelly, I mean, everything about him is just spot on for this role. Like, the way he looks, his face looks like it's been stretched, mm. like elongated into this evil kind of... I, I don't know, he just looking sort of... At, um, he looks like a leprechaun. <laughs> looking at my notes, though, I obviously... Um, he really rang a bell for me because I've written him down as Michael Patrick Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 noted thespian Michael Patrick Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> doing some great work, but yeah, he's going. He is. I mean, good. this is—he's yeah, he is kind of like the Joker. Like he—he he takes that vibe of he just does things because he wants to. Like rolled yeah. up in this one of cinema's greatest cases of little man syndrome. Like, <laughs> he's, he's the—he's the smallest man in the gang by three foot feet. And, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and he's got all of the power seemingly. Yeah. I mean, and he has yeah. no no. Uh, no moral compass at all. No. And I, like, I love that bit where he just charges at one of the warriors and gets hoiked over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he casually, I mean, he casually causes Cleon's, Cleon's early demise. But then yeah. I think I was more angry at him when he yelled at the girl at the store. But she's like, you got to pay for that. And he's like, for what? And starts throwing shit. And I'm like, Jesus, settle down, mate. Cool. Yeah, off. yeah. Yeah, fucking yeah. pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. When you look at it, he's in the movie for such a short amount of time and essentially kicks things off with the Warriors but then doesn't see them again until the end and has no real yeah. reason for doing it. But those handful of times he's in there, he's just he's just great. Mm. He's so good. Like, exactly. I'm having a good time. And kind of like, yeah, he's just, just mad. Unhinged, nailed it. Yep. <laughs> I also love that that sort of sets everything in motion and the Warriors are on the run and they they, they hoof it down to the, the, the train station with a, one of the gangs fare up their ass, and they make the train station and it's almost like you breathe a sigh of relief, you know, they made it. And then the the subway's been burnt out and the, they have to stop. They have to mm. get off early. Yep. And again, it starts the... It starts the the chase again. So I really like that. Is they kind of like they kind of like they 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 do a little bit of bait and switch. They make out like they've just when they get to the train station, they're going to be fine. And then we have to stop. We have to get out again, mm. and we're back on the move. And I think that they do it a couple of times, and I think it works out very well. Yeah, they do. They do a pretty decent job. I mean, essentially. From a story standpoint, they just string a handful of obstacles together, mm. mostly in the in the in the form of a gang of some sort. But yeah. it just it just seems it just seems to work. I like yeah. each obstacle. Each obstacle is different. Yeah, and uh, and it's and it's them like sort of sticking together 
or fucking it up and getting caught. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that, that saves them. The orphans is my favorite. The simplicity of all of it. The orphans. The orphans is my favorite scene by far. I love it. It's not my favorite, but I do. I do love the leader who he's just getting trodden on by everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's he's got a good look to him too. He's got the the weird eye and yeah. Is that everybody's been at this meeting? There's like people jumping out of the clown car at that meeting. There's like yeah, yeah. There's Everyone's like seventy thousand people, and he doesn't even know it's on. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he's like, everyone's like questioning what he's doing, and then uh, and then he's like, all right, you can go, whatever. And then, and then the girl comes out and just ruins everything. Essentially, just says, oh, "You cat, or whatever." Pussy, Next yeah. thing you know, he's got to fire it up, and you know, uh, now I gotta, gotta, gotta take his coats yeah, and yeah, yeah. vests of mine. And like, that's where, so the, that's where he uses the Molotov cocktail, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the classic lines come out like that. Mm. That part where you know the orphans. They go, but then the orphans come come running back, and they start that. You know, you see what you get, warriors. <laughs> and all yeah. that sort of shit, and yeah. we're gonna rain on you and start firing up. It's just all that language, all, all, the, just all that the stuff they're talking, just generally works in most yeah. of the scenes. And it's even good to show the warriors, like, are we just gonna bust our way through here, or are we gonna yeah. go? Pete, we'll try and talk to them first. Yeah, and it continues on with you know, swans trying to yeah. try and make the make the right calls to get them through safely. But Ajax is just like let's fucking let's let's punch on. Like yeah. <laughs> all he wants yeah. to do is just belt someone. Mm. I love and it. And you mentioned it earlier on, Maddie. The way they kind of slowly cut cut the the group down. Yeah. So one of them gets caught in the train station and falls onto the train tracks. Yeah. With with the cop, we lose. We basically lose Ajax later. Yeah. You know why uh, they you know why security. they killed the guy at the at the train station? Yeah. Have you heard this story? Yeah. No. Nah. He him and Walter Hill didn't get along. They didn't get along. He was he thought he was the star and wanted more lines. Yeah. And he was like, nah, we're gonna kill you off. <laughs> get well, fucked. I think he just yeah, he was getting high too. Like he says um he takes all the blame for it now and essentially mm. says, I thought I was running the show. And I was telling the director what to do, but Walter was saying to me, you're just a fucking actor. You do what we want you to do. <laughs> and he says now, like, he was right. You know, I was a young kind of, I was a young pain in the ass. So they essentially called him up and said, don't come in. Because like, it wasn't even meant to be Tony Danza, I think, was meant to play the same character. Yeah. Or something was, like that. Tony yeah, Danza that's right. Yeah, he was mm. supposed to play that, a role, but he... So, yeah. Yeah. So I think he thought he was uh, like, he had a comedy career ahead of him and... The the uh, stunt man Adam one of one of our favourites the, no, the stunt coordinator sorry Craig Baxley um, Baxley he had to cook up a quick you know um, they found a crew member that looked a bit like him so they flicked him onto the train track <laughs> <laughs> that curly hair that was enough yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is I didn't see the train explode so I no that's right yeah Baxley the train picture. should have yeah it should have just caught into a ball of fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's see. That's what happened beforehand. There was another scene where a train exploded, but they cut that scene, and we just got the aftermath of the burning track and the warriors having to get off another train. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fucking Baxley. Yeah. Baxley's blown up the bloody train tracks for us, idiot. Uh, but our tidbit, they, they whittle down. Whittle, they whittle the crew down. Yeah, um, tidbit in, is uh, in, in numerous different ways. I was just going to say, sorry, Adam, Baxley is actually one yeah. of the punks too. I think he Is shows he? up. He's one of the punks in the in the blue in the bathroom. Mm. Oh, really? 
Mm. Because um, <laughs> if I remember correctly, he used to sport a fairly decent white mullet. <laughs> yeah, I was looking back for it. Seven when he was he was second unit for Predator. Yeah, he, was he obviously a um, white mullet on. This was before he really started to to cut loose and get get out there and start. You know, this was pre peacocking. Um, <laughs> <back really. laughs> he didn't have the white hair the at that point. <laughs> pre. <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, but I just love the way they just chip away at the at the crew. Mm, yeah. They slowly remove players, and we get down to a, a small handful, you know. And we even break that group in half. Yeah, yeah. Because they cut Swan, that down later on. Swan heads off and tries to Swan, find the others. Yeah, you don't know if anyone's going to make it back at that point. It's kind of cool. My one of my favourite sequences is them against the Furies. Yeah, great In stuff. the park. Because <laughs> it's a nice little are they punch the, on. Are they the base, they're the baseball. Baseball, yeah, baseball yeah. guys. They need to learn how to um, throw a swing. Yeah, <laughs> they do. <laughs> classic look, though. They've spent all that time working on the look. They're like, they're like let's, let's get a classic pinstripe uniform, uh, do the kiss face paint. <laughs> looks, looks great, but you didn't spend any time working on your swing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean... Yeah, you'd think you, when you load it up with baseball bats, you should really be able to tag this lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I love that. Any. It's a nice little punch on. I love the fact that they kind of swan on that slip into the into the shadows and then yeah. kind of double back on them, mm. um, basically outflanking them kind of thing. Uh, you know, it just kind of showcases that the Warriors, there's a bit of cunning there, but there's also, you know, they can kick some ass when they have to. Yeah. Because most of the time so far, they've they've run. You know, to stay away from the gangs, they've run. Yeah, and so this is the first time there's a, there's a bit of hand to hand combat, and they kind of win it substantially. You know, they really kick these guys' asses. So I thought yeah. that was a really cool sequence. Hmm. I kind of like how they're always talking themselves up. We're a pretty good. We're a pretty good uh, gang. They're like the best. The best. They yeah. were, they're like constantly talking themselves up. Sort of like this is our world, and and we're the best fighters. We're the best lovers, and <laughs> it cracks me up. Yeah, not lacking in confidence. Yeah. I had to. I had to give um, James Remar a, a like on this one. I know Gibbo Gibbo will be <laughs> coming after me, but he actually the, a young James Remar actually makes a perfect fucking petulant asshole that's bringing things down from the inside. Mm. Yeah, like he's just a pain he in the ass from the get go. Like you could just see that that attitude just kind of would wear you down, and yeah. they're just like, but he can fight. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason they keep him around. They kind of yeah, that's why they keep him around. Kind of thing, you know. He's he's got he's got his his good qualities, but they're almost overshadowed by he's got his good qualities. <laughs> he likes to fight. <laughs> his good qualities, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, he is actually quite good. This was pre getting sacked from being Hicks. <laughs> yes, correct. Because he was sacked from Aliens because he had some, I believe he That's had, had a substance abuse problem. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Yep. But yeah, he is good here. And he I think he ended up being in forty eight hours after this. Like he actually his next role was forty eight hours, so he, yeah, I he think Walter Hill took a few of them, didn't he? Was it David yeah. sorry, Michael Patrick Kelly was also in forty eight oh, hours. <laughs> yeah, David's David's less talented brother. <laughs> Looks just like him, but not as good yeah. an actor. <laughs> That sequence too with the Furies has the the line of I'll take that baseball bat and shove it up your ass and turn you into a popsicle. 
yeah. which is a personal favourite. Yeah, good one. <laughs> That's a visual right there. Arnie should should have used that one at some point. <laughs> you should have used that as Mr. Freeze. That would have fit perfectly. <laughs> if only he'd had said that Batman and Robin. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. And it's around um, this time that they lose Ajax. To the police thing. Only yes. Ajax could get... Only a, only a fucking sex pest like Ajax could get caught out on such a... Let's face it. A, a, a ludicrous sting. I mean, it's a, it's a very minimal honey sort trap. of... It's a very minimal honey trap, isn't it? She's not really... I mean, she looks at him and kind of smiles, and that's all it takes. <laughs> Speaks to the character of the man. Uh, yeah, it does actually. You, you're spot on there. That's all it Although should have taken. He does, he, doesn't he look over at one point before she even sees him and says something about how he'd like to go over there and let her know you shouldn't be hanging around these parts at night or something like that? I think he's, that's what he says. To yeah, him. some. Yeah, yeah, he does. And then they say, "Listen, we've got to go," and he just goes, "Oh, I'm staying here." <laughs> Righto, ball back. That's he's, he's great, isn't he? Yeah. As soon as as soon as the other two say we've got to go back and get him, I would have just said, "Fuck him." He's just <laughs> he's, he's that's been coming for a long time. Just, yeah. Yeah. He shits a bed. He's got a line in there. That's right. <laughs> he's he's the kind of uh, he's the kind of hood that uh, gets. Doesn't get lost to the streets, gets lost to the sheets. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's hoping to. <laughs> Everyone would be relieved. They're like, at least he's not going to pick up my sister or mum. Oh, oh, my God. girlfriend. Yeah, keep him away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we go down for the meeting, can we leave him there so he doesn't find his way back to the Coney Island for a couple of, <laughs> a couple of days? Yeah, you least. know what was going on after he, after he ran off. The, the rest of them were... The rest of them were arguing amongst themselves as to who who managed to invite him after we'd done, done so much clandestine work to cut him out. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Got him there How did he find out? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like the the way they end up using the train tunnel rather than getting on the train. They use the train tunnel to sort of make a little bit of inroads into their getting across town. But it also kind of sets to the fact that they're kind of taking some chances now, like they're increasingly desperate to get off the street mm. because people are coming out of the woodwork left and right, and yet then they keep cutting back to Cyrus's crew. Yeah, the riffs. The yeah, riffs are great. Going back riffs. to them to kind of build this feeling that they're going to be the final gang to face. Yeah. Mm. This falls a little bit into my dislikes, and I'll get to it. But I just love the fact that they kind of they kind of start using other means and trying to stay off the radar until yeah. those idiots get in with the uh, get in with the bloody Lizzies. The Lizzies. That was a more dead party trap. Let <laughs> me tell you, <laughs> their lucky Ajax was with the other group that didn't <laughs> run into the Lizzies. They would have got away quicker. He would have banged all of them. <laughs> he would have tried. He would have tried his. He would have tried his best. Yeah, but it's just uh, you mentioned the riffs briefly. They were a, they were another like on. I mean, I just it's not really a gang that I look at and say, oh, they really messed that one up." But most of the gangs are pretty great. Like I love the kind of the Malcolm X slash martial arts sort of angle that the riffs yeah. go for. <laughs> and I dig the way they keep shooting Masai. Just. Like the camera's just looking at his face. 
Yeah. But because he's got the sunglasses on, it's kind of like, you know, he's not looking at the camera or whatever. He's just kind of sitting there and then people lean in to talk to him. I don't know why. Yeah. I just really dig it's that. important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just kind of makes that, you know, he's not he's not moving. Everyone's got to come. The, the world kind of comes to him. Like, mm. it's, yeah, really cool. Have you guys yeah, got a favourite a favorite game? Yeah, the boppers. <laughs> Which one are they? The boppers are the blokes that rock up with them. In terms of the look... You only see them for about two minutes, but it's in the opening where everyone's going going to the meeting. They're the ones with like the yeah. purple silk vests <laughs> with the yes. hats on. And everything. Yeah, yes. Definitely the boppers. That's, you can't be... fight dressed like that. <laughs> oh, no, I'd be you trying look like to get... a pirate. <laughs> I'd be trying to get those into guys the are breakdance fighters, though. Yeah. Look, <laughs> I put it this way: my journey would be. I, I'm trying my best to get into the boppers, but I just don't have the style, <laughs> the moves to get into the boppers, and I end up with the orphans. That's yeah. that's my story. <laughs> I just catch on with the orphans. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a Furies guy. Yeah, the Furies are cool. I In terms of the ones great. that actually show up and get a bit of time, I, I dig the Furies. Mm. The Turnbull yeah. ACs, I mean, they had a bit of something, but they're the skinheads. With they're the, the ones in the bus. Yeah. That's good. So that's I like that, that they've got the skinheads, but then they've got like both white and black guys that are skinheads. Yeah. I love that. And the other thing yeah. about them is because they don't get out of the bus, you don't know whether it's a gang or whether it's just a rough night on the moonlight bus or something. <laughs> yeah, like it's a bus. <laughs> there was people hanging out the roof and stuff. I was like, yeah, that looked like you know, a couple of times yeah, I was on yeah, the moonlight the bus. Warriors, a little bit like that. Uh, <laughs> the Warriors thought they were being chased, yeah, but it was just a moonlight bus <laughs> getting a touch rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your gang? Yeah, hey, where, are you, the, where do you end up? Let's well, be honest. I just want I just want a pair of roller skates. Somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to work your way up. You got to you got to come up with some backstabbing plot in the punks to get rid of that guy, so you can take the skates and, and lead the lead the crew. Uh, we're gonna workshop a, We're gonna workshop our own futuristic gang. I think. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm gonna see. Yeah, we got to start dressing alike and start rolling through the Belconnen Mall or something like that. Start small. <laughs> That stuff there, where Swan cuts off, and he's in the um, he's in the subway, and it's everything's really quiet, and there's no one around. And he kind of he walks, he stops, and he looks around, he's listening, and then he moves off, and then you just see the bloke come into the background there on the skates. Yeah. Yep. And then they actually have a few long shots of Swan just walking, oblivious to the fact that there's this guy not that far from mm. him. Oh, it's he really knows. Eerie. He it's knows. Really, really well shot. It's eerie as hell because you just don't know if the guy is the guy just going to just basically cold cocking from behind. Mm. You know, like so it really creates a bit of that tension there. Yeah, he uses good music too. Of, yeah, the music's pretty solid throughout. Into a blue in the dunny. It's a nice break from the action, mate. Craig Bassley yeah. was working overtime in that one. He was. Choreographing all the stunts of people going through the dunny, the dunny stalls. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, that's the that's my favourite fight sequence. Yeah, that one's cool. Mm. It's really shot, well choreographed. They're they really shot it for like five days. They shot for like five yeah. days in the crapper stalls. Oh, and- <laughs> that's because um, Baxi kept blowing up toilets with <laughs> Jerry bombs and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> up sick. Oh, oh cut! Go Jesus, Craig. Toilet. I just asked you to punch someone. That's all. <laughs> yeah, choreograph a fight. Don't blow the place up. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's. I mean, they, that's they end up in terms of the, the blues, that's. Out of each other. Yeah, that's the peak because they. That's the one where they actually get a bit a bit tested. You know, they're, they're, they're yeah. both both 
crews are getting hits on each other, and that's the one where there's kind of a bit of back and forth going on. Unlike, as you mentioned, you know, before the Furies just get absolutely towed up after they after they do the cardio session, they they end up just getting absolutely <laughs> belted. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the gangs. I'm still thinking about how you can be dressed like a complete dickhead and not get laughed. <laughs> you yeah, must, you'd have to be able to fight. I, I like the world that they've built just yeah. because of that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, if I didn't get into the boppers, I would have probably tried to get into the electric eliminators <laughs> to get one of those yellow jackets. <laughs> I did like those yellow jackets. Electric boogaloo. We're gonna, that's a, our, our basketball team's halfway there. Yeah, yeah. We just need the jackets to go along with it. Oh. My last couple of likes centre around the, the finale. The whole thing of you know, Warriors come out to play Yeah. Mm. with the beer bottles and everything. That is really, really iconic and still has a real creepy vibe the way he does it. Yeah, and I kind of do like the way the the riffs sort of take out Patrick Kelly's crew. It's kind of a little more silent, like it's not as it's not as amped up. You know, they kind of just close in on them. Yeah, yeah, and they good. swallow them up, and that's kind of it. Watching it again now, it also brings brings back fond memories of the game. Where if you if you hang around long enough in the credits, underneath the credits. The game comes back and you get to take control of the riffs and kick the shit out of the remaining rogues. <laughs> you just spent five minutes just punching on with the rest of them and just finishing the job, which was a nice little touch I felt from Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do like the, the whole idea of the majority of the film is shot at night. It's dark, you know, they're running through the streets, but we get to Coney Island, the sun has just come mm. up, you know, it's kind of like we survived the night. Panorama. Um, yeah, it's a really nice shot across the beach and everything like that. Uh, it's a nice way to kind of a place to get to as a like home base, you know. Yeah. I also dig when he gets back and you get the shots of the same landmarks like the Wonder Wheel and that, but the because it's daylight, the lights are off and everything, and then that's when he sort yeah. of looks at it and says, "This is what we what we fought all night for." Like getting that sense. Yeah. That this is all just bullshit. You know? Yeah. 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 It's the helplessness of it all. Yeah. Yeah. In the moment, they're sort of tough and we belong and we're better than everybody else, but then they get back and they're like, oh, really? Swan's kind of like, what this are we is doing? Where we're at. Yeah. It was kind of a waste of time. Yeah. But that's that's the it for me as far as likes go. What about you guys? Yeah, I think we've we've covered all of mine. I mean, I could keep talking about gangs if you want to talk about <laughs> gangs anymore. Well, well, tell us tell us what you have to do to get into the boppers. <laughs> we'll probably all give it a go. Well, you know, if you play the Warriors game, you have to steal the hat off the off the warlord for the boppers. So oh, <laughs> you got to get into their territory and steal a few hats. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> uh, no, I believe yeah. that game's on PSN for half price. Yeah, it's a cracker. I put so I I obviously it was PS2 when when we first got it. I'm pretty sure I purchased it on PS3 on digital like the the network. I think they had it then, but I've also got it on the PS4 and I had a copy on the PlayStation Portable. Just to tell you how much I love that game and how many times I've played through it. And I just having watched it again, I'm thinking, geez, I wouldn't mind going back and having another playthrough of that one. <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting Bully either, not to go far off the track, but yeah, yeah. I really liked Bully as well. Yeah, I've got that too, floating around there. I would say I would say do it. 
Yeah. Well, I need a few new games now that I've um, exhausted what I have. Hmm. All right. So, what about dislikes? Oh, I got I got one more like. I like the the scene where the where the um the people coming from there in the suit on and the and the dresses that the two couples come onto the train. Yeah. I love that bit because the. And they she reaches up. She just... reaches up to like fix her hair, and Swan grabs her hand and pulls it down. Yeah, and without saying a word, without even turning to look at her, that sort of like establishes a bond. Like, don't be ashamed of who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Don't, don't fucking. It was you're, brilliant. You're no, no worse than than anyone else. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. Just because they got on you, and then you see how uncomfortable they get, and then they shuffle off at the next stop. Yeah, it's just such a good, yeah. good scene, and breaks from. That gang life of like that they're less immersed in, yeah, and and turns it into oh, there is something else that if only you could crack into it, maybe you wouldn't be caught up in all this rubbish. I also love the um, yeah. when he picks up the corsage, and she's like, oh, you know, what's this for or whatever, and he's like, oh, I just don't like to see something go, go to waste. waste. Mm. And when he was saying those line, that line, I was I was I was getting. Shades of Springsteen, the river, you know, just kind of <laughs> the, the situation that they're in and that you want more and all this sort of mm. shit. Like, it was just, yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Definitely. And that's me covered for likes. All right. As far as dislikes go, I've got very little. I've actually got a few. <laughs> Quite a few. Yeah. Just some silly um, ones, probably. I just wasn't having the, um, the use of the word faggot, which seems to come up quite a bit. Yeah, it's uh, Ajax, Ajax. go-to insult. He says yeah, it, hasn't says it aged probably well. three or four times. Yeah, it hasn't aged that well. Again, timing, time frame is everything, and it was a different era. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't serve much purpose to the story anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't have any purpose. You could have called him an asshole. Yeah, yeah, it was just just Different a time, time frame thing, right? Like, it's, it doesn't – that's probably the part of it that's aged the worst. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely aged the worst. He's like John Bender on steroids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the only other one I had was we keep coming back to Cyrus's gang, the riffs, and we, we build up this kind of feeling that that's kind of what's going to happen near the end. The Rifts and the Warriors are going to battle it out, even though they mm. don't really know that they've been set up. Mm. But it really doesn't come to pass. No. It's kind of just brushed aside, and it's like it's kind of anticlimactic because, to me, you meet the Rifts at the end for a drag-out battle. Yeah, well, it's sort of... I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of 50-50 on this because I do agree to an extent that... You wanted to see some action from the riffs, but the way that the rogues are kind of waiting for him at Coney also sort of works. Um, yeah, oh yeah, it still works. So it's sort of I, I understand what you're saying there, and it's also my my dislike for that part is that the, the warriors don't actually solve the issue of who shot Cyrus. It just happens, like yeah. the riffs just find out from someone else, and it's yeah. just kind of there's no active kind of work there from the from the warriors to to work around that. It just kind of comes up in the last 20 minutes and you think, oh, shit, they're going to have to figure that out and someone else does it. Yeah, agreed. It's not, a, it's not clean. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't tie up a loose end almost. It does tie the loose end of the, the fact that we find out that, you know, that the risks find out the Warriors didn't do it. 
Yeah. But it doesn't do it satisfactorily because the warriors do nothing to help their own cause other than run, you know, run through the city and avoid getting killed. Mm-hmm. They're pretty quick to jump on the warriors as being the bad guys. <laughs> At the beginning. Yeah. And my, it my doesn't big, take much. My big question in the meeting is, like, you're dealing with large-scale numbers. You know there's some loose fucking units <laughs> in these gangs. Why did you trust that no one would be packing? Why did you just say, yeah, we'll take them at their word? No one's packing. <laughs> Pat yeah, someone down. The reason why they picked the Warriors, Matt, Matty, the reason why they've jumped on the Warriors is fucking Ajax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's fair enough. Uh, he's, yeah, banged, he's banged bro, someone's bro. girlfriend from every gang in yeah. town. <laughs> yeah, there was this asshole. He was just about humping my leg. He was that, he was that horny, and he was being an absolute pest. I reckon it was those guys. They weren't smart enough to just all step aside and leave him standing there by himself. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would have been over real quick if they had done that. Yeah, Adam, you mentioned the you know some of Ajax's dated language. I was also a bit. Um, I didn't really like. And one of the things I still don't get is for the first half of the movie, or actually probably the first two thirds, the relationship between Swan and Mercy is just... It's ugly. It's just not there. Like, it's not built on anything. And then, you know, when it actually starts to build, he drops lines like, you know, "Um, I don't like the way you live. It's like, well, fuck, yeah. okay, mate, you met me five minutes ago. <laughs> like, what? They only just, they only drop that to so that he can apologise later, right? Yeah, yeah. He's just, I mean, he spends the whole movie, you know. He says it right at the beginning, why don't we put a train on you? Yeah, yeah. That is tasteless. Some very ordinary, ordinary uh, stuff about pulling trains and things like that. Um, Ajax, of course, was in amongst that sort of business. <laughs> he too. was licking his lips. <laughs> no, no he was surprise. If it was half down already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was the train conductor, mate. I yeah. can tell you. He was, Ajax. he was the first one in line. Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit... I, I still... I think the relationship, as, as we said, all the good stuff happens down the stretch, but prior to that, it's just kind of built on not much. Mm. Well, it's built on... He gets respect for it because she steals a coat. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Fox dying, obviously we know the reason, but it kind of makes it seem a little bit misplaced. Mm. Like it just kind of... In some ways it does actually work because it it does sort of throw out there, hey, they actually are in a bit of danger here, but it does kind of... The fact that he wasn't there is very apparent in those those end scenes where they're shot at all from the back and, and whatever. Yeah. It's almost a like a horror death rather than action death to some extent. Yeah. You just gets just sort of grabbed and pulled away. Yeah. You can see they just had to work something quickly and, uh, yeah, that's what it ended up being. Obviously, yeah. Maddie's already mentioned this, but the Furies, I mean, shit, how do you lose that fight when you start with all the bats? <laughs> They've got none. <laughs> You run them, you run them until they're tired. <laughs> you take out cowboy, so you've got one down, and then then the rest of them just absolutely get pummeled. Yeah, just wonder how this would look today. Everyone would be a mixed martial artist, and yeah, yeah, it'd be, it'd be John Wick. Take the ground, speed, and yeah. I kind of like the, the innocence of it. Of the the fights are all like the big haymaker swings blocked, and then yeah. hitting the guts. And, and the guy, there's one part where. One guy is striking downwards with his baseball bat, and like it's like four or five times in a row, Swan just holds it out, and they go, uh, 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 and then just keep blocking the same shot again and again until he mixes it up. That was quite funny. I also didn't like, we mentioned the Warriors getting split up. I didn't like that they actually choose to split up. 
when a couple yeah. of them go back for Ajax. I thought, mm. yeah. You could have had a natural element that broke them up. Yeah, something a little... Some of them get on the train, some don't. Or... Yeah, something a little bit different to how it played out. Swan, who'd made pretty solid decisions for the most part, yeah. just kind of goes, yeah, I'll go and find the others. Well, it's a big city, Swan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. We know we've got meeting points, but yeah, it's, a, <laughs> still, a, still a... It still is a, a big city. Chance. And Jason um, Voorhees is around one corner and Toxic Waste right. is around another. I mean, surely it's, surely it's nearly midnight. The, light, the, the, the meeting was late. You better not go anywhere near the sewers because it's going to be flooded <laughs> with toxic waste very shortly. Um, the Lizzies, I mean, how do you fuck that up? You had them dead to rights. How do you fuck it up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were as organised as the cops. A couple of handcuffs. That's yeah. right. You can yeah, you can work something out. You've already got them naked. They well, can't they can't do anything. I mean Vermin and Vermin and Cochise were just they were gone. They were just in there. They were they were, they were under the charms. Rembrandt was was a little bit cautious, but the others were they were right in there. So yeah. You the, get that job done if you yeah. The leader of the punks, I love the skates. But when they get into the fight, how the fuck does he stay on his feet? Because <laughs> he gets a few, he lands a few, and he cops one in the face. Does like, he? Yeah, yeah. I'm, he's he's in there landing a few. He also looks like a he he also looks like Chucky with a with a repaint almost. <laughs> Blue overalls, yeah. black and yellow sleeves, black hair. Uh, I do love that. I do love that scene, but yeah, I've always wondered how he managed to stay on his feet as long as he did. And the other thing that got me about this, and I never noticed it, it never, it never kind of came into my mind as a question until this time around. I know they they saw Rembrandt's feet, but they're really yeah. clutching that that their plan's going to work. That the leader of the punks is going to open that door, Rembrandt's going to spray him, and then when they hear the spray, the other five, four or five warriors burst out of the fucking stalls at the same time. It looks like they coordinated <laughs> this very quickly, and it was, yeah, they, they had a lot of faith in that to actually work out. Glad it did. But going back to the leader of the punks, and you were saying, you know, he gets a few shots in, even though he's, he's rolling around on, on, on roller skates. Are we sure he gets some shots in, or is he just standing in the corner with a forward ass over tears? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could have been, so, it could have been one of the other posts. He <laughs> he's there going, oh, fuck, get him, get him. I'll, I'll be there in a minute when I get my skates off. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, the other one that made me kind of giggle is the, the hi-hats. The group that looks like the groups that look like the mimes. Are they pulling punches? Are they like in character? Are they pretending to punch people? <laughs> It seems a str- it seems a strange uh, strange one to go with, you know. We, yeah, we'll go through the hi hats territory. We know they're only gonna they're gonna pull punches and take air swings and make it look yeah. like they're hitting. They'll be stuck in a cube. Right. Be, um, half the game will be in a box. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, if we mime right, a wall, they won't be able to get through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, my last one and uh, my last one is. So I purchased the uh, the special editions in 2005, whenever they came out, the DVD in 2005, the director's cut, and I also got the D- the Blu-ray, which is the same thing, and I stupidly flogged off my, my previous Warriors DVD for a couple of dollars, thinking I don't need that anymore, but the yeah. special edition stuff is 
fucking terrible because they changed the movie <laughs> to the they put these transitions in there that are like comic book transitions. And Walter Hill does an introduction and says, you know, this is the origins of the story. He actually does an introduction that lines up with the, the Greek Anabasis that it's based it's on. It's an extra star for me. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> if, they had a, if they had a gang of uh, Greek uh, takeaway yes. store owners, you would have been, <laughs> <laughs> been right in there, mate. Just some Adonises, even. I'm, I'm happy with whatever. The Adonises. Some, some, uh, That's a good one. Why some, did they do that? The Adonises. Some robe, like robe wearing. Take uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're hiding lightning bolts in their sheets. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, they, they do these intros, and he does this intro about that, and then he says, this is also a story of courage, and then we go to the shot of the Wonder Wheel, and I'm like, it just doesn't fit at all. But it also ruins a couple of really good good shots, like the intro to the Furies. Instead of them coming out and kind of seeing that as the couple of shots... It goes to like this comic book transition of the faces of a couple of the warriors, and then straight to the Furies. And I was just kind of mm. like, "Fuck!" That just it just sort of destroyed it. And it's not; it's only in there for a, a handful of times. It's probably only about ten times or less through the movie that they go with these transitions. But it just doesn't work at all. Mm. I feel it's one of the most kind of it's one of those examples of going back to a movie and and messing around with it. You should have just should have just left it alone. Yeah. But that's I mean, obviously, if you're not watching that cut, then uh, you didn't have to worry about that. Mm. Any other dislikes from you guys then? No, uh, I think anything else you'd be saying is petty and you'd ruin the spirit of how good a movie is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. All right, that is The Warriors. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes and Spotify. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia and at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on our Facebook page to find out what we're going to do for our next horror film. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.